0: Um, thanks thanks for the time um, today to join the first Geospatial Monitoring Power Hour. Today, today's topic is turn your total station into a 24-7 measuring solution. So before we start, I'd like to introduce myself and Eric as well. So my name is Christian Adenschein. I'm based out of Munich in Germany. My background is surveying and geomatics. Um, I graduated in 2009, and I joined Trimble back in 2011. The biggest part um, within Trimble so I've been working as product manager. I was primarily responsible for the um, real-time monitoring software Trimble 4 Control, and I still am uh, responsible for it. And um, so in the meanwhile, I'm also looking after the monitoring app of Terminal Access. And yeah, I'm, I'm really happy to introduce this topic to you today. Today, I have a co presenter, um, Eric Schnapp. And um, Eric, maybe you can also introduce yourself, please.
1: Sure, no worries at all. Uh, I'm Eric, uh, and I'm a surveyor from Canada. Um, I started off in construction surveying, quantity surveys, moved over to legal. Hopped across the pond to do some mobile laser scanning and uh, then found myself at Trimble about uh, almost three years ago now so I've been working as a technical support engineer in the uh, sort of monitoring field and uh, Yeah, that's about my my story (laughs) Excellent. Thank you, Eric All right, then let's have a look
0: on today's agenda so At first, I will will start with with some information on on manual monitoring before I jump into the automated monitoring part. Um, So I will show you or I will give you some examples on where an automated monitoring system is used, why it is beneficial, and we will also have a look on the system components of a real-time monitoring system. The biggest part of this demo or of this of this webinar will be a live demo, a live demonstration. So we will get to this one in a minute, and um, towards the end, I will I will give you some information on resources you can use and also an outlook um, on the on the webinar series. At the end, we will still have time for for your questions. Um, so maybe that's that's uh, something. I should mention here. So, if you have any questions during the webinar, please just type them in in the chat window, and we will address them as we go. In case we should not get to your question, we will we will make sure that we address them as soon as possible and get back to you as soon as possible. Okay. Um, so, manual monitoring. What does it mean, manual monitoring? I guess a lot of you have already gained quite some experience with monitoring. So when you go out to the field on a regular interval, you take your measurements, and then you go back to the office and do some data analysis. So this is exactly what I what I mean with manual monitoring. Um, for that purpose, you <clears throat> would probably use triple access next to your total station. You would perform your initial site setup means, meaning you would add your backside and your foresight points and you do your own scheduler configuration. And this is something you repeat in a, in a, in a frequent interval. And, um, yeah. So, but I think the, um, the data analysis takes place, takes place once you're back in the office. So a lot of a lot of people use microsoft excel for example so you can compare the data over time and you can also create charts as you can see it here on this slide so manual monitoring might be might be the way to go of course so no doubt about that it always depends on the project requirements next to manual monitoring there are certainly, definitely, a lot of projects out there where permanently, where a permanently installed automated monitoring system is a must-have. So this can be about an ongoing construction site, like you can see it here on the left side, or about a slope monitoring system. And I mean, the big advantage of a of an automated monitoring system is that um, on-site visits become obsolete. So there is no need anymore to go there like once a week or once a month. And as you can imagine, this saves time and money. Apart from that, um, an automated system also allows you to do analysis on a large um, set of data. And uh, you can automatically create reports, for example. But I would say the main advantage of an automated monitoring system is the capability of real-time alarming. So in case something moves, you will be informed immediately. And this will allow you to take informed decisions in a timely manner manner, here. So um, let's have a look on, on the system components of an automated monitoring system. So typically, there is some infrastructure that is monitored. And that it can be a a building, a dam, for example, a bridge. And to monitor this infrastructure, um, different sensor types are used. So, very common are total stations, total stations, and prisms, but it is also about GNSS receivers and geotechnical sensors. Once the sensors are deployed and installed in the field, um, the sensor Deliver its data to our real-time monitoring software Trimble 4D Control, or short T4D. T4D consists of two components: Mm, the back end. I'd say the back end is called um, T4D server. So in T4D server, you do the um, the configuration, the data processing, and also the data management. On the other side, you also have the a very powerful web application where you can do nice uh, data visualizations where you can also do um, reports or create reports where you can set up um, alarm conditions and um, yeah. So T40 Server and T40 Web together is Trimble 40 Control. Today's focus is on the optical sensor part, uh, so on, on the total station basically. And um, Eric and I will show you in a minute how easy it is to set up a total station for automated monitoring, or let's say, so that it fits into, into this picture here. Okay, <clears throat> So if you think about the communication between, between the hardware and the software, I mean, this has always been a challenge and um, this also and in particular applies to monitoring as well. So in order to ensure an an uninterrupted and continued data flow, we provide a unique solution in this context and this is the Setup M1. The Setup M1 is really designed to work with Thermal 4D control. It provides the data that is needed for real-time monitoring and The big advantage of the setup M1 is that it can control the total station. It has a large onboard memory, and these features allow the setup M1 and allow us to ensure that there is no loss of data in case of a communication outage. So, this is the big benefit of the setup M1. So, although there is also an Ethernet connection supported, the communication between the Setup M1 and Dremble 40 control is typically established via a cellular connection. The Setup M1 offers a SIM card slot on the backside of of the device. So here you see, um, you just need to um, detach some screws, and then you are able to insert a SIM card. And um, there is also a free communication service available called IST Connect that further supports this way of communication. And um, in our demo in a second, we will also use a set M1 unit that has a SIM card in it and that we have registered with IST Connect. All right, so before we start with our demo, this image here shows, shows the entire setup again. So It is really simple. There are only two cables required. One is the power supply for the setup M1. And the setup M1, in turn, also powers the total station. So this is one cable. And the second cable is the connection between the setup M1 and the total station. That's it. That's all you need. And with that, um, yeah, I would like to start our demo in a second. Maybe Michael, maybe now it's a good point in time. Maybe you can poll the first um, question, because we are really interested in knowing who is doing um, automated monitoring and who is doing campaign-based monitoring, as we also refer to for manual monitoring. All right. Okay. So feedback is coming in. Okay, so I can see still coming in. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like um, we have at least um, 30, 35 percent doing um, manual monitoring, campaign-based monitoring, as I said. Um, but there is also 20 percent doing real-time monitoring. Um, yeah, and of course, um, people are doing both. And there is a small number as well who does not do it monitoring at all today. Um, and yeah, so thanks for that feedback. And with that, again, I would like to start with our demo. So let me now jump into let me now jump into the into the web interface of the setup M1. So this is something I need to mention. So the setup M1 has a very nice web interface, as you can see here. And for those of you who are familiar with the Setup M1, um, so what you see here, this is really a new and revert um, web interface. This will be available shortly when we release a new firmware version. And um, another note, the Setup M1, which I'm about to connect now, is not located next to me. It's not physically next to me. The setup M1 is at Eric's place. So due to the current corona situation, both Eric and I, we are also working from home. And the setup M1 unit is really located next to Eric. But as I mentioned earlier, I have registered this setup M1 with the IST Connect service. And this is why I can easily connect to it using my browser. The URL consists of the serial number of the setup M1 unit.istconnect.com. And um, yeah, of course, the web interface is secured. That is why I must provide my user credentials. So,
1: and then I can log in. It would be good to mention now, I think, that this, since this is a pre-registered, um, a pre-registered unit with the ISD Connect service, this is why we already have a username and password for it. Um, normally, you would be administered admin and M1 as your as your default uh, passwords to come in, sort of the, the, the recommended to be changed. So. Exactly. Thanks. Thanks
0: for that feedback or for that comment, Eric. Right, so we have registered with IST Connect and um, we can use the, the credentials to log in. Um, so once I'm connected, um, you see now the, the station homepage. So you see there are um, a couple of buttons available and we will use uh, quite a few of them in the next minutes. So um, I would like to start from scratch basically. You see down here, there is already a current project um, that is called Nova Scotia. But for our demo purposes, I will just create a completely fresh new project. For that purpose, I click on project down here. And then this window will open up. You see there is a drop-down menu. It says create project. And now I will just name my project. Um, I will name it webinar demo. Okay. The total station name, um we are using s nine instrument um, it's an s nine so I will just say s nine here as well and I leave the height with zero because we don't use any coordinates during our demo, so it doesn't really matter. okay, so now i can I can create this project here and. Um, Yeah, so now you also see down here, current project is not Nova Scotia anymore. Now it says webinar demo. And if I click here on on the targets button, so this should be empty, of course, because it is really a fresh new project. So we have not added any points here. And yeah, it says no targets for the current project, which which is correct. And this is something we would like to change now. So I need Eric's help here. Um, Um, For that purpose,
1: I go to. I've already pre-aligned for you there, Christian, on the on the first target. But um, before we do that, I think we should also head to the measuring mode to make sure that we're uh, taking the targets at the right mode.
0: Yes, I will go to the measure mode. Um, So that's a good point because uh, here are different measure modes available. It says manual, auto lock, direct reflex, and fine lock. And, um, I mean, manual means it doesn't track the target, basically. Um, direct reflex shouldn't be an option for us because we use Prism. So there is no need why I should select direct reflex. Um, in my example, I would simply select fine lock because there is also, there is an automatical, an, an automatic fallback to auto in case we are, we have short distances. So I will just um, ensure fine lock is selected and I click on apply. And with that, I can now go ahead and add my targets. To add a new target, I must say measure add. I need to to click on this button down here on the bottom right corner of my window. And um, then a window opens up. And I first need to specify the target name. As it is the first target, I will just say target 1. And the height and the constant, it's the same. The prism constant, it's the same principle. As I said earlier, we don't use coordinates in our example. So that's why i just leave it with zero. Uh, Phase, phase one, phase two for every target, that's fine with me. And the measure mode says fine log. This is what I have just configured. So Eric, can you confirm that you have um, pointed the instrument to target number one, to the target that we had now? as a first target yep confirmed excellent thank you thank you very much so i click on measure no and now the total station measures to this first target should be really small distance yeah it's 4 meters 30, 30 centimeters 36 and this is what this is because um i mean the total station same as the targets they are basically in in eric's living room so we did not expect um, big distances Okay, with that. My place
1: just isn't that big.
0: <laughs> exactly. So, um, so I will add this point to to the project. So you see the spinning wheel still added, and I do the same for a second target. Um, we're going to add three targets because this is this is the minimum. Otherwise, we cannot really continue with our demo. Um so the second target, um, same here, I will just call it um, target target two, height constant, the same phase, measure mode, all is good. And um, Eric, could you please turn the total station now to the second target? We're good to go. Perfect. All right, so I click on measure again. and um, should be again a very small distance perfect 5 meters, 30 centimeters. Excellent. So that makes sense. Um, I add this to the project as well. And now we have added two targets already. And the two targets I could only add by the help of Eric, because Eric turned the instrument to the target. Now let me show you another nice feature of the Setup M1. because if you use a total station with vision capability, you can also use a video stream in the web interface of the setup M1. and you should now see in a second the video stream of the of the total station. So basically um, so basically my uh, total station at the moment is pointing towards the startboard here. and you might recognize um, up here there is another prism. you see that here up there. So I can also do the following now. I can just click with my mouse on this target, and the telescope will move accordingly. OK, maybe I need to do it again. I click on this target again. You see it turning two, and now it should move. Perfect. So it points to the target. And because I have I have configured fine lock as a measure mode, it will lock the target, and then it measures it when I go to measure and add again, what I will do now. So this is my third target. I will call this one target 3, height constant, everything the same. And um, yeah, just to be sure, I click measure again. And then it should measure to this target. Um, yeah, 6 meters, 84 centimeters, perfect. So I will also add this one to my to my project now, and this means um, we should now have basically three targets that are part of my project webinar demo. To verify this, I click on Targets again down here. Perfect. So I can see my three targets, and um, yeah. So now, so now if you if you think about Trimble Access people you might think that I now need to do the station setup as a a next step. However, here with the setup M1, it's a bit uh, a different approach. So the setup M1 now has the information how it can measure the targets. right? But um, the thing is that we will configure and we will specify the station setup at a later stage. So we will come to that in a second. Um, Here, it's really only essential that the setup M1 knows the orientation, knows where the targets are, and it will then, later on you will see that, it will provide T4D with angle and distance measurements only. So there is no station setup calculation here on this side. This will be done on the T4D side of things. Again, we will get there in a second. This This is as designed. This is perfectly fine. And that is why the only thing I still need to do is, I need to check my scheduler settings here. You see there is a button, Scheduler. And um, when I click on this button, um, you should see a couple of of settings here. Um, The phase order, F1, F2, phase one, phase two for each target, that's fine. Set of rounds, as we only have like one hour. I leave it with one for the moment. And the round interval at the moment is set to 30 minutes. I will change this one to the minimum. I will say it should be five minutes, which means the total station turns to every target every five minutes. So it completes the round measurement every five minutes. There is another feature here, repeat missing targets, something um, you can enable. Uh, this is used, for example, if a target cannot be measured with the first attempt, like if there is a truck in, in between the line of sight. Um, and then it's just repeated at the end. Of the, of the round measurement um, days to measure. So, for example, as it is pre-selected here, you could say I'm only interested in my round measurements uh, during the week, from Monday to Friday, but not on a on a Saturday and on a Sunday, for example. Okay. So, I click on Save here, and then I can just start my monitoring progress. You see here, there is a big Start button. I click on this one here. Do you want to start monitoring process? Yes, I would like to start it. And then you should see that the total station moves. So you should also see um, another camera view in a second. Um, You see? So total station moves. And this is how you can kind of observe um, the status of your round measurement. But as we do not want to see Eric's entire living room, I click on targets now. And here we can also. See the status on what's going on. You see on the right side, um, we have the spinning wheel right now. This means currently the total station measures to target number two and phase two. And um, I mean, a green, a green check mark means that everything was successful. And um, yeah, so there could also be a red X that means something failed or the measurement could not be performed. But in our example, everything looks good. All right, so you see the first round measurement is now completed. Um, The information is now stored on the setup M1. And um, with this, I can leave my setup M1 and the total station in the field. I can go back to the office and configure T4D. And yeah, with that, I would like to hand over now to Eric, because he will demonstrate to you the required steps on the T4D side of things. Um, Eric, I will make you um, as a presenter now, and then hopefully we can see your screen in a second. Okay. No worries at all.
1: Pop up. Yes. <laughs> okay. ah, there we go. There we go. Okay. Which uh, Which screen are you seeing right now, is <laughs> the question. That's the right one. We see T4D, the server UI. That's perfect. Oh, that's good. <laughs> okay. Um this is my sort of local system where I have T4D installed. Um I currently have a few things in there data receiver, terrestrial engine and uh, integrity monitor because it's I'm using that for some testing here at home. So and also for the end of this demo just to give a few more examples because we won't be able to actually show you how the data comes in, well how the data is displayed because we'll only probably have one point so it's not very interesting to see a single point on a graph. So get started you need to go over here to your tree pane here um, and you insert a module by right-clicking on the actual T40 control server itself and the first thing we're going to add is a data receiver because we're going to try and create something which will then connect to oh, smaller that will put itself to the setup m1 so first we need to add one and uh, we call this Uh, webinar demo just for the sake of being consistent with what we've set up in our M1 already and then we go into our incoming so we're going to be using the setup M1 ISD Connect file-based version there are a few other versions available but we are focusing today on the connect file-based we require a custom name and that is actually the serial number of the unit We are going to use a secure connection, as this is always required. Um, we have our username and our password, which are also required. All right. And then you need to select a storage path. So myself, I just throw everything into the name of my actual setup. <laughs> and we set our download interval, but we're gonna set that to one for our purposes today. Next step, general settings, acquire a mission name, just sort of a grouping of what is uh, coming in or where it's located. So we're just gonna call this one webinar demo right now. Oops, Uh, all kinds of typing problems today. Webinar demo, you see the temperature, pressure, refraction coefficient, which we leave as default. Come around to the round settings, and for our purpose, we're going to use one round simply for speed. And then we have alarm settings, which are, you know, your, you can evaluate no data per round. And underneath, we have some target and thresh—sorry, uh, target integrity thresholds. And these are basically can be set custom for your individual project. In our case, because my living room isn't moving too much, we're just going to leave everything as it is for now and then we say finish. So the next piece that's important is um, a terrestrial engine. Now, we need here to add, oops, sorry, we need to add another module, um, the terrestrial engine itself. Find this here. And we will need to add one. I will also call this webinar demo simply because, That's what we're doing today. And in the general settings, we will see that you need to select a data collector or a data receiver. Um, Because I already have the Nova Scotia data receiver in there, that you see as well, but we will then select the webinar demo. Sensors, we won't use those because there's actually a temperature sensor which comes on the uh, Setup M1. And the rest we will also leave as the default, even though we can set up alarm thresholds and h thresholds. Okay. So, we had a little error there. And I think it's because I've been practicing this so much, adding <laughs> and removing. Uh, I'm just going to insert another one very quickly here, another terrestrial engine. Add it and I'm going to call it um, webinar demo.
0: So maybe, Eric, maybe while you're doing this step again, there is a question. So I was observing um, the questions pane here. I mean, there are several questions I see. So one of them is, for example, if you would also use um, the setup M1, if you do manual monitoring. And so this answer is uh, quite simple. So the setup M1 is really intended to be used for a real-time automated monitoring system. So um, basically, if you do manual monitoring, you would rather use uh, triple access. So I think that answers okay. the question.
1: OK. So uh, I was able to add a, another terrestrial engine there. Sorry about that. It was just the back-to-head back to this a few times. Now, uh, the next step we need to do is to go to our data receiver, which is what's going to bring the uh, information from the setup into T4D control server. Um, the first thing we need to do is connect to the project which is running on the setup M1 beside me. So this takes a minute or so just to kind of figure out the, the connection, and then it goes and it searches through all the projects which are currently running on the setup M1. Maybe maybe it's worth um, to have a look on, on, on
0: Eric's Eric's camera view because um, you could see the image earlier on one of on one of the slides. So in the background you really see the total station and um, attached to the tripod there is the setup M1. So it's it's a really simple um, setup there, right? As we have it here in his video stream, yeah. Just see how it
1: looks in reality. Excellent, so uh, we're gonna use the uh, Webinar Demo Project, which came through. We say okay. The next step is we're gonna set our download to active. And then we hit apply. So now that we've actually configured a few modules to process the data which is coming in and to receive the data, and we've created a connection between our data receiver and our setup M1, the next step is to perform a site setup. And this is done by right-clicking simply on the module and hitting Site Setup. The next step is simply to open the uh, stream control, which is right here, and we are started. So what's happening now is we're just waiting for the data to were around to complete, and then data should be fed into the, uh, into the, the receiver here. Yeah.
0: Maybe, Eric, until the data is coming in, maybe you, you can um, you can answer one question that was coming in just now. Um, the question sure. is from Chris, the asker. So um, you have just selected um, the Setup M1 project. So what happens if you, which project do you need to select, or what happens if you select the wrong one? I think that's the question.
1: Well, uh, it, I guess it depends on how long you want to wait afterwards. If you select the wrong one um, and you get to this state, you will just be sitting waiting for the incoming data because it will not connect to the uh, the correct uh, the correct project on your setup M1. So, good sign to tell you this: like you can, you know, make that small small mistake of uh, clicking the wrong one quickly while trying to do things. Um, is if you're not getting any data coming in here. <laughs> After quite a while, then uh, you've probably selected the wrong project for that one. Okay. Um, I think this is not a
0: question, but maybe you can elaborate a little bit more on what is the dif- the difference between uh, override all and do not override existing measurements, because this is this is um, some daily challenge we face today, and maybe you can
1: you can explain the difference so that this is clear. The setting. Okay, so the the overwrite all basically what we're doing now with the site setup is is creating your your reference your reference points. Um, overwrite all overwrites everything that you've actually collected. So if you've done a site setup before, it overwrites everything which is there. So this is in the case if you want to set do a second site setup of your project and you know cancel everything that happened beforehand. Now if you're say adding a target or two to it you don't necessarily want to overwrite your entire site setup that you've done already you just want to add a few targets to your to your project and your, or your site setup and you can include those by then selecting the do not overwrite the existing measurement and this will then pull in just those points and your reference points from the original site setup will stay solid. That's how that one would work. Thanks. Thanks That would work. Oh, yeah, no, worries. no worries at all now we have some data exactly so the targets have come in the stream has closed now the next thing to do is actually decide on what type of station setup you're going to do station setup setup plus resection in our case i'm going to use the station setup just one target as a back site and we're going to select a back site so first off the total station comes in coordinates is 000 and I will select target number three. All right. So at this point, we just wait for rounds to come in and fill up your your data. Um, I'm just going to click on this once it uh, once it loads. There's little bits here. <laughs> yeah. Give it a second. There we go. All right, so now when I click on the data receiver, we see we have no round measurements, and here you have like your round history, things which have come in. So as you can see, uh, (laughs) this has been uh, displayed here before. (laughs) I've used this once or twice. You have your reference measurement, which I was talking to before, um, and your basic total station information. Now, if we go down to the terrestrial engine for it, which I insert, which is your processing engine here. We shows here that okay, processing data complete gives us a history of the rounds which have come in, haven't been processed, and we can take a look also at residual history. So underneath that, we then have our integrity monitor, which then shows us a map of exactly what's going on in our field setup. So that's what we have here. Uh, we have our current displacements. Um, everything is right there. Here's our adjustments and displacement charts. Now, of course, as I was saying before, um, yeah, it's not very interesting to just see one small line and the slope distance chart. So what I'm gonna do is I'm actually just gonna switch over to the Integrity Monitor project that I've been running a little bit here. So this is my full <laughs> full living room setup. Um, current displacement. I've been kind of moving things around because I do some testing with it. Adjustments, and we'll take a look at what the charts look like. So here, I'll just start with the, the setup of the um, actual project. So when I started, I was measuring it every five minutes, just for a little bit there. So I'll just zoom into that area, there, and you can kind of see the actual movements. So this is one of the things that you can then track along with your uh, along with your measurements and rounds. And I Excellent. think at that point, yeah. Those are the uh, those are the essentials for getting your 24/7 so measuring solution up and running. Okay, yeah. thanks, Eric.
0: Um, no maybe worries. before before we uh, jump back to some more slides. Um, so there is another question uh, coming in from Marco Marco Di Mauro. Um, the question is um, in a multiple total station scenario, is it possible to configure a network adjustment processing? For automated systems and maybe i can i can quickly answer that question so um yeah. so, so this pretty much um, yes the answer is yes and you can set it up so you have in that example you had a total station and set up in one um, and multiple times basically and you would select in the terrestrial engine module maybe eric maybe you can quickly open the the uh, properties yep, do- of, the, of the terrestrial engine module Okay. Do you see my yeah. screen? Question. Yeah, exactly. It's already open. Thank you. Okay. So in, in here, Marco, you can uh, you can then select um, multiple data receiver modules. So you must imagine you have one data receiver module per total station, and in the terrestrial engine, the terrestrial engine um, is basically doing um, the calculation of approximate coordinates, which is required for the following network adjustment that is done by the integrity monitor module, which is beneath it. So in the terrestrial engine, real-time module, you would select um, all the data receiver modules that um, basically represent um, your total stations. So yes, this is possible. This is absolutely possible. I can also see maybe one more question at this stage. Um, so there is one question about, um, there are a lot of questions, um, but I could see a question, <laughs> what is what what is the IP of the setup M1? If I understand that question correctly, from from Ali. Um, so the IP um, of the total stage uh, of the of the setup M1. Sorry. So um, I mean, this is exactly um, this is exactly the beauty of this um, IST Connect communication service, right? So IST Connect acts as a reverse proxy, and this is why you don't need a static IP address if you if you establish a cellular connection. You can simply type in your serial number. connect, and you can connect um, to the M1. So, um, and this always stays the same. It's like like a thin DNS, if you if you will.
1: All right. Um, I see another quick question there about using coordinates. Um, if you can use known coordinates, and this is something that you can do. Yes, you. Um, if you're bringing points into your setup, if you're not creating your job in your setup, because the setup does a default of zero zero for your total station. Now, you can still just set it up with your setup M1 with the zero zero, and then you go into your site setup area. And as you can see on the screen right now, uh, the northing eastings and the elevations were all set to zero. So all you need to do is actually click on the field, enter your actual coordinates in for that, and then bring it into your into the system that you would like to use. But yeah. So this is a this is possible to use your own coordinates. And there there is another
0: question, maybe following this one you have just raised, Eric, um, from Leonel. I can see. So do you have? Um, it's about um, if we have a baseline. Basically, it's it's also going back to to the coordinates uh, what Eric just explained. So in our example, we we do not use coordinates. We have not used coordinates. Um, <clears throat> in our example, the total station is the origin of our coordinate system. Zero zero zero. And um, right. the backside point that Eric has specified earlier in the demonstration in the uh, data receiver wizard, there was this um, field backside points. And he selected one of the three targets. And this is our control point. This is our backside point, And this basically um, established the um, orientation of our coordinate system. Right. right. So this is a local coordinate system we have just created on the fly, so to say okay i didn't have
1: time to measure in my living room so uh we have yeah. to just do the local all
0: <laughs> right um so we have now answered um quite some questions already there are still plenty of them but i think we cannot go through all of them right now maybe we still have time at the end to to cover some more of those um i would like to to go back now to um to my screen so i will okay. i will change so so did you get a on my screen? Yes, I did. So perfect. Do you see the setup M1 web interface again? Yes, we do. Okay, perfect. So and then let me jump back to this one here. Okay, so so this was our our demo on the on the setup M1 and on, on T4D. And um, I hope that, that, um, that we could give you a good understanding on, on the steps that are required to connect your total station to, D, to T4D using a setup M1. So here is just a summary of the steps uh, we went through together, um, just um, summarized on, on a slide here. So first of all, as you remember, I opened the web interface of the setup M1. And what I did in there, so I created a completely new, fresh project. Um, As next, I added uh, three new targets. And um, so the only thing I did, I reviewed the round configuration. So I specified a round interval of five minutes. And then I started the monitoring process. So that's all I did on the setup M1 side of things. And um, Eric just ran through the required steps of Dremel 40 control or within Dremel 40 control. So he first inserted three modules altogether. So first one, data receiver module, which is um, which does the connection, again, to the setup M1 or to the total station, respectively. And um, the second module is the terrestrial engine real-time, um, where you, um, back to this one question, where you specify which data, um, you would like to connect to, like in our example, we only used one total station and one data receiver module. That's why we selected this one data receiver module in the terrestrial engine real time. And last but not least, there was also an integrity monitor module Eric inserted. So in the setup M1, um, in the, sorry, in the in the data receiver uh, properties, you can connect to the to the uh, setup M1 project. In our example, it is called or it was called webinar demo. And um, on the T4D side, you also define the station setup because only here we do the entire geodetic calculation. So, this um, is possible in the, in the data receiver side setup wizard. So, this is pretty much all you need to do. And, um, and um, of course, I would really like to, to encourage you to try this out yourself. Um, so, If you do so, please note that we have just just released or launched a new monitoring YouTube channel. And this channel contains a lot of of helpful tutorial videos. The videos are really short, as you might see here on the slide. So they are, let's say, between three and five to six minutes. And each of them covers a specific topic. Um, There is, for example, a video available on how you can insert a SIM card to a Setup M1. Um, This is something a a prerequisite if you want to use a cellular connection, of course, something we have not covered in this webinar. But this is um, a video that is available in here. Another video you could watch is um, how you can register your Setup M1 with IST Connect, also something we have not demonstrated in this video. Because um, yeah, it's I mean this is a straightforward process and you can just watch this three-minute video. You would need to connect to your local, um, to your Wi-Fi to connect to the to the M1 as an access point, etc. But this is all explained in this video. Uh, Bottom line is I just want to highlight that there is a monitoring YouTube channel available. You can subscribe to it and you can watch all the nice tutorial videos there. Um, Yeah, so. For any technical technical questions, go there. And if you if you are looking for T4D for a T4D license and also for a setup M1, because I assume you probably have a total station available, Trimble Access, everything is available. T4D is something you can download, but you still need a license and a setup M1. And for this um, for this purpose or regarding this, I I would like to ask you to co- contact your your Trimble distribution partner. So yeah, this is really all you need um, in terms of additional equipment, license, and then you're ready to go. And you can put your existing instrumentation into use. All right, um, so Michael, maybe it's a good point in time to raise um, the second poll question, because we you can now um, answer the question. If you would like to be contacted by one of our terminal distribution partners, um, can share more information. Um, so maybe you can just uh, reply to this to this poll question. Um, all right. So. This slide is already familiar to you, and this is what we have covered today. So we have talked about the optical part, about totally stations, and how you can connect it to Droma 40 Control using a setup M1. And um, so considering the time, maybe we can still address uh, one or two questions. Um, let me see what is there. Eric, did you spot any any question by chance which you would like to answer? Um, I was, <laughs>
1: there, was, <laughs> there was an awful lot of them that came in here. I'm just trying to sort out ones that, but they yeah, came thank, in in such. An thanks everybody for all the questions. There is really yeah. a lot of them and we will get
0: back to you for sure. But um, so um, Eric, is
1: there any question
0: you would like okay. to answer?
1: I, uh, just a simple one, because I know I mentioned there, uh, why we didn't use a temperature sensor, and somebody was asking actually, why, um, where was it? Where do you, where do you get your instrument, uh, temperature from? Is it measured from the, the M1 box? And actually, you can take the set off just off the thing here. And one of the cables, which is actually attached, contains a temperature sensor. And this is where the temperature then gets read to. Sorry, wrong way on the screen so it actually is connected straight from here so this is where we actually derive the temperature from and there we go Back up. doesn't fall down <laughs> all right um there was one also about durability of the instrument i guess it's aluminum it's aluminum itself yeah uh, i can i
0: can see, I can see a question uh, which is a very interesting one so this question is coming from um Massimo Uguero, thanks for that question. So the question is um, if or whether the data can be mixed and data um, total station and GNSS data. And the answer is yes, it can be mixed. So uh, T4D um, in T4D you can also find um, a functionality, a feature that we call integrated survey engine. So you can really um, combine total station data with GNSS data. And uh, process this together. So this is also possible in T4D. And is possibly a topic for one of our next webinars. Um, um, okay. So there are some people thing. saying hello. That's also nice.
1: Thank you very much. Um, um, Eric, did you spot another question? Um, so I was just looking at one question was asking if the uh, SIM card reader in the setup uh, M1 is a 4G and Yes, that is correct. They are 4G units. Uh, oh, yep, no, this is uh, the 4G units, the gray setup M1s. Okay.
0: okay.
1: Um, let me see here. Then there was also the question if there was a possibility to get a site set up uh, from the M1 directly, but uh, I think that was a question that had come in and we sort of had moved on and you had expl- before you had the chance to explain that it's done in the in uh, t4d itself um yeah sorry, I, there's I, a lot of questions here to...
0: <laughs> i have another one i just wanted one this is coming from oh it's hard to to spell this name um sorry for <laughs> if i might not have pronounced this correctly but um the question is how can you set the alarm on t4d and um, when a measure passes its threshold so um um, I guess, or I think Eric showed uh, quickly the uh, target integrity threshold. So we have we have um, a so-called, um, or let's say we have alarm functionality both in the back end and in the front end. So if it's about, um, for example, um, target integrity, uh, so this is something you can you can configure on the T4D um, server side, and you can also um, use um, email as notification type. Um, but we have we have basically a very uh, advanced and uh, much more powerful alarm capability features uh, in the web application and this is something uh, we will further explore at a later stage in a later webinar I will come to that in a second and I think there is another question which goes into the same direction Um if we this question is coming from Adam, Adam Tyler thanks for that can you give a glimpse of the T4D web user interface so um, Considering the time, Adam, I'm sorry, uh, we need to postpone this to the next webinar or one of the next webinars, um, but um, there will be one for sure where we look at the web interface. And um, actually, I think um, um, I can can give you an outlook on the webinar series now. And um, so this addresses your question again, Adam. So with the next webinar, um, yeah, maybe some words on the webinar series in general upfront. So as of now, we will do a monitoring webinar every month on a monthly basis. And the webinar always takes place on the third Wednesday of the month. So this means the first one was today. This was the kickoff. And there will be a next one on on the 20th of May. And um, during this webinar, we will do a, a continued session on the optical component on the total station data. But at this or during this webinar, we will more focus on the web application. And I think um, there you will also see the, the capabilities of the web application. In the, in the June, July time frame, we will um, focus on the other sensor types. So in June, um, we will look at uh, the GNSS receivers, how you can connect to GNSS receivers again, how you, what are the steps required on the T4D server side. And in July, um, it is all about geotechnical sensors. Geotechnical sensors, as you can see here, a weather station, a, mesa, a crack meter, for example. What are the possibilities to get this information into T4D, and what you can do with this information, with this data? And there will be another um, webinar in in August. So during this webinar, we will fully focus on on the web application. Um, so. There's the web application is full of a lot of uh, functionalities, features. Uh, we might look into how you can create um, a scheduled report, how what possibilities you have to create an analysis, how would you define an alarm definition uh, containing several alarm conditions, for example, projects, and sensor management. So just to give you some idea, this will focus on the web application and. Um, <clears throat> Yeah of course I mean I would be happy if I we can also welcome you to one of the following uh, webinar sessions and um yeah I think I think with that um I would like to thank you Eric again for for his help thanks Eric and oh, um, well. of course I I would like to thank you all of you for joining this this uh, first webinar we had today so I really hope you enjoyed the last hour and um, you feel like the time was was well spent. So, thank you very much. Thank you. And I think and I think with that we reach the end. Again, all the open questions we will get back to you as soon as possible. You will receive some message from us. Thank you very much and um, yeah, bye bye. Perfect.
1: Thank you.